Before we start the podcast today, I wanted to remind you guys that my comedy special premiere screening is on sale now in Melbourne, October 3rd. If you want to come celebrate my debut comedy special, I'd love to see you there. We have just moved to a bigger room at the venue because you guys almost sold out uh, the original theater we were going to do it in so quick that we've moved to the bigger cinema. Um, so yeah, there's now like 70 more tickets on sale, I think. So I would love to see you there and yeah, Melbourne, October 3rd tickets are on my website, lukekidgel.com. Come dress in the most basic kit you own. There's going to be buddy fairy bread, party pies. There's going to be Savoy's Jats will be binned at the door. It's the perfect event. So I would absolutely love to see that. It's going to be one hell of a party. We're going to have fat bottom girls blasting before it starts. I'll make sure of that. So we're all going to be the right level of zoned in. And um, then, yeah, we're going to have a bloody damn good time. Suggest things if you want. If you're coming and there's some bit of white culture that perhaps I'm missing, then feel free to suggest it during the week. Otherwise, guys, uh, enjoy this podcast. LukeKugel.com for that. That's it. Welcome to chapter 136 of the Luke Kidgel School of Fitness. That's right, no coughs today. The only thing we're coughing up is the blood of our enemies as we surpass them in the fitness game. That was pretty forward. Um, and I don't, <laughs> look, I'll be honest, I'm just a little pumped up. Uh, I did, I did a workout before this out there in the big wide world and I'm feeling good. Also about to go for a run after this. I've got the tank top on. I'm already showing off my progress. I mean, there's not much, but you know, every day is a stepping stone and these guns aren't going to shape themselves, are they? You know, it's going to be a lot of effort and a lot of uh, determination and grit, you know? You know that movie, but uh, it's a Western called True Grit. That kind of sums up my life at the moment. Just, you know, it's not happening overnight, guys, but it's a working progress. And this dad bod uh, isn't going to lose itself, but um, I'm working on it now. For those who may be unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, I'll fill you guys in. I've recently started a fitness movement. It's a revolution called uh, the Luke Kidgel School of Fitness. The world is our gym. Okay, this is how it starts. Oh, no, wait, wait. But, but before I tell you guys about this, I, I must say as well, this is a mighty big episode because not only are we going to be talking about the revolution that I've begun, uh, the Bachelor finale aired last night on television. And it's one of the first episodes I've ever watched uh, live in the last two years because I usually just catch up online. I, I don't enjoy the ad breaks, but... When the finale's on every year, you know, I, I have to at least tune in for the last half an hour. So I'll be recapping that at the end of the episode uh, in case there's some people who don't want it spoiled for them. But if you're if, if you're going, I don't know, like a, almost a week without it having spoiled, spoiled for you, or even three days or two days, um, good luck. Honestly, going trying not to get something spoiled for you in 2019 is a mission and a half. It's kind of like trying to lose a dad bod in three months. It's like, it can be done, but boy, oh boy, you, d- you don't want to be the one doing it. Um, so yeah, I'll be talking about the Bachelor finale at the end of the episode. Um, otherwise, goddamn, strap in for 45 minutes of hella good content before that because I've had a big week. I went to Perth 
um, which I guess is where the Luke Kidgel School of Fitness began. Uh, so I will tell you guys a quick update of the origin story. So pretty much the world is my gym, all right? Some people might see a world and go, I'm just going to go out there and live my life. Not me, man. I walk outside, breathe in that oxygen, blow out that carbon dioxide, and I say, I'm going to make this world into my own gymnasium. I don't need to spend $10 a week trying to, oh, let's try and work out with all this fitness equipment. Like, it's so it's so frustrating. So the way it started was, I guess, uh, at the start of the Luke and Lewis podcast, Lewis was, um, how do I say, very confident in thinking that he could become two times stronger than me, which is ridiculous because you can't become two times stronger than almost anyone, let alone myself. Because I'm a I'm a full grown adult male. You try and become two times stronger. I'm not even saying I'm strong or anything, right? I'm just saying. Becoming two times stronger than anyone is ridiculous. And uh, he started bullying me, saying I work out like a 13-year-old boy, which um, isn't entirely untrue. Most of my fitness um, does revolve around uh, body weight stuff, push-ups, sit-ups, going for runs, um, you know, afterwards flexing in the mirror by myself, abs, you know, taking some Instagram selfies, but then not not uploading them because I don't want to flex on y'all. Um, that, that's how most of my fitness regime goes, which is, you know, I guess he has a point, very similar to, uh, most 13 year old boys, most pre pubescent males. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And then there was one moment, it was very early on in the podcast. I was backed into a corner and he said, have you even ever stepped foot in a gym? And he cornered me, you know, I was, I felt like the king at the end of a checkmate he was just, you know, going night to E6, and I was like, oh, no, and then I found my escape, and I went, hey, man, the world is my gym. Now, at this moment in time, I didn't think that was going to be the start of a fitness revolution. I just thought I was trying to win an argument with my mate on a podcast, but a uh, few weeks rolled on by. Um, you could say my body got a bit sloppy, and I started to resemble a 50-year-old man with an alcohol problem and uh, a love for cake and biscuits. So, uh, and by the way, I don't have an alcohol problem, but that's just what my body started to resemble. And that was uh, accumulation of a lot of late nights, editing Bachelor videos, um, a lot of non-making the world my gym, a lot of making nothing my gym. For a brief period in time, the only fitness I was getting, and I don't want to be graphic, and I'm sorry, Meg, to drag you into this, but the only fitness I was getting um, was in the bedroom. So, you know, I was still getting a lot of fitness, or am I right, boy? Yeah. <laughs> but there was, there was about a two-month time there where, for, for me, that that's very um, very unlike me. I, I usually try and stay fit. I enjoy exercising, um, but I just got caught up, I guess, with work and that grind life, and and, and it worked, I, I, I grew a few thousand subscribers on YouTube, um, and I, you know, d- did heaps of gigs, and I wrote a lot of my show, and, and that's fine, but, um, you know, I'm sure you guys are, it's, it's literally the old human struggle of trying to, uh, I guess, find, find balance between work life, and your health, and well-being, 
And sometimes we've all been there where work, career, family, whatever you have going on uh, starts to take over and you, you know it's happening, but you're like, well, I'm riding this train and, and everyone goes, yeah, no, but I'm going to start tomorrow. And then you wake up tomorrow and you're like, but n- n- maybe the next day. And then, and then it gets four weeks later and you're like, oh boy, I look like Tim Allen when he's turning into Santa in the mirror scene where it goes, boop. And the belly pops out and he's like, oh boy, <laughs> that's what happened. And you know, and, and then I guess, uh, yeah, so fast forward a few weeks, I guess, on the podcast, I had that, I had a, I had a lower waist issue. Um, then, yeah, okay, this is what happened. So we, we, we have a, a sponsor and I'm not going to name the company on this podcast because they don't pay me to talk about them, but we have a sponsor, an underwear brand uh, on our Luke and Lewis podcast, and if they're listening, hey, guys, love love your undies, and if you want to sponsor this podcast, whoo, hit me up. Um, could you could could use the cash, uh, and I'll pocket it and not spend it on a gym because there's no way I'm paying ten bucks a month to work out. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, so this underwear company that sponsored us on Luke and Lewis, we thought, oh, we'll take a picture, announce our new sponsor on Instagram. So Lewis and I, we stripped down to our undies. We took a photo that I then posted on our Instagram and it was pointed out to me by many people that I have been developing a dad bod. And and I was the first one to admit, I put my hand up and I said, hey guys, I'm aware of it. You don't think I'm aware of it? That's like, you know, if not being, if you are unself-aware of your body weight, then you uh, yeah, I don't know. You're living in denial pretty much. Okay. I was, and here's the thing. I didn't, hadn't put on weight. I actually lost mate. What had happened was I, I used to be a muscly boy, right? I used to be a lean hunk of meat. But now since the work life took over, I weighed myself. I was exactly the same, but I was like, where's this level of shreditude gone? I used to be lean. I was like one of those fine cuts at the deli, man. You know that, you know, those pieces of meat, that you pay extra for, you know, and, and they don't stock them on the shelves. You got to ask the guy in the little hat, like, give me 200 grams of that. Except if you want to, if you want to order a piece of the Luke hunk of meat, you know, a bit of Luke rump or a bit of Luke steak, dude, you have to get 69.5 kilos of it. Cause that's what I weighed. Now, most people listening might be like, Luke, that, that's pretty skinny. Doesn't sound like you're a hunk of meat. Trust me. Uh, there was a level of shred happening. I've always just been a lean guy. I'm a I'm a former runner. Um, in in a week, I reckon I'm going to start calling myself an actual runner again. I had a 40 kilometer week this week, so I'm building. Um, but yeah, anyway, I actually lost weight. I got went down to like 69, like like you know, I was just fluctuated. I stayed about the same, despite my body appearance looking different, which means I replaced uh, that muscle weight with fat, and muscle weighs more than fat, if you didn't know. Um, and I guess, I guess I was coming, to, I was becoming a bit of a tub lord. Like as I was going around the house, I felt like that song, tub thumping. You know, as my stomach just gurgled around the joint, like I get knocked down. But I get up again. No, no, that's what happened every time I woke up. And uh, I guess, I'll be honest, I'm exaggerating. It wasn't that bad. Uh, <laughs> I had some lower waist issues. And then 
man, the comments were brutal. Okay, I'll just literally just get up some of the comments. Uh, if you want to read them, go check out uh, the Luke and Lewis podcast. I think it's the one where I have the tat sleeve. You can go listen to that episode. Where's all these comments? Did people delete them? Someone wrote Chub Club underneath. That's, you're welcome. Um, I thought Luke was healthy. <laughs> uh, Lewis looking low-key fuckable. That annoyed me. Um, damn, Jazz is one lucky woman. No comments saying Meg is one lucky woman. Absolutely no one jealous of Meg. Um, but I'll be honest, Meg, Meg was digging it. Meg was digging the dad bod. I think there's a element of comfort there for girls. We talked about this on the Luke and Meg podcast, actually. So if you want to sign up to the Patreon and listen to that, we often have discussions about my mediocre rig on that. <laughs> but yeah, Meg was digging it. And I don't know why. I think I've seen a lot of studies and there's always like, you always see stuff online on like those dumb talk shows where Dr. Phil's like, and apparently women are more, and now in the modern day woman is more attracted to the dad bod. And there's like a picture of Seth Rogen standing there like, <laughs> It's like always, you always see that shit. And I'm always like, there's no way chicks want that. And then as soon as one, I had a little bulge start growing in me, had a little food baby going on. Meg, whoo-hoo. I was not kidding about the bedroom stuff before. Um, I'll be honest, I, I think I think now that I'm getting back in shape, maybe, maybe she's intimidated. Maybe she can't handle this hunk of meat. Who knows? I mean, I was a hunk of bloody Strasbourg when we met. Um, I was in real good form. Because, like, you know, after any breakup, um, you know, like, I, I, yeah, after I broke up with my ex-girlfriend, um, I do it, you, you do what anyone does, you throw yourself into other shit, so I was throwing myself into exercise, work, and I was becoming a machine, you know, like, on stage, buddy, in the, in the world, in my gym, you know, and I, by the way, this isn't a new movement for me, okay, this isn't a new thing where I'm like, oh, I'm going to make the world my gym. I'm going to start a fret. I've always been making the world my gym. I've never been a member of a gym. I used to get the option of free gym at my old job. And I was like, no, thank you very much. I'd rather work out out, out there with, with the animals. You never, you very rarely see a tubby rabbit and they're out there in the world giving it their all. So that's my logic. Be like a rabbit and bloody run to your heart's content. And if teenagers start throwing rocks at you, duck and weave, boy duck and weave um so yeah that's what um that, that i guess that's what this revolution is now um great to see a lot of people you on on board and i guess there's maybe been a little confusion about how do i properly utilize the world as my gym how do i sign up to your school of fitness all great questions guys and i'm here to answer it all right uh question number one how do you utilize the world as your gym simple are you breathing in frex, frex? Are you breathing in fresh oxygen? If yes, you're successfully utilizing the world as your gym while exercising. By the way, a lot of people, uh, I think uh, Lewis said it perfectly on, a, on our podcast. Um, I was like, "Fuck going to the gym. The world is your gym." I think a lot of people heard "fuck going to the gym" and went, "That sounds great. The, uh, this is a movement I can get behind." It's only important if you do the second half and you also are exercising out in the real world. If you're just not going to the gym, then that's problematic. I've had about, I reckon about 10 people at this point send me confirmation receipts of them cancelling their gym memberships. (laughs) And I hope those people are going to continue 
that energy. And yes, it's great going like, I don't want to pay to work out. The world's my gym. Love that energy. Just make sure you do the second part. Otherwise, I'm contributing and this movement is contributing to Australia being the fattest country on earth per capita. And I want to make a change, you know, and I think we can all get out there. And let's be honest, this is why I've been loud and proud about my dad bod. And you don't have to be. That's fine. If you'll know, you know, if, if you're looking down at your stomach right now going, <sighs> then you know. And there's there's no better time than now to make a change. Oh, but Luke, I've got so much stuff on and you don't understand. And oh, blah, blah, blah. We all have issues, okay? But you've got to get out there, utilize the world. If you're in China right now, you might see the Great Wall of China just as a, a landmark of the world, right? You might be like, oh yeah, I know, it's just down the road from my house. And it's, I see the Great Wall of China as a big fucking treadmill. Okay, get out there, run along it. It can also, also be a climbing wall as well as wall sits on the wall. Hold that for 30 seconds and boom. That is a great wall of fitness, not a, not the great wall of China, okay? That's the thing. You've got to be clever about it. You've got to utilize the world as your gym. Most people might see, oh, it's just a paddock loop. How could I possibly get fit in that? Sprints, motherfucker. Get going. Why are you still talking about it? Start jogging at least. Get out there. Get it done. Now, if you don't know, and you're probably thinking, Luke, this is a, this is a big change in uh, your motivation, usually you're a fun, go lucky, go to go get them type of guy. I still am. Don't worry. But when I'm in a fitness zone, it's just me in the world, motherfucker. Okay? And ain't no one stopping us. So I guess get out there and make a change is what I'm saying. I'm a fitness influencer on Instagram. Change my bio, which means it's official. Uh, I'm officially a fitness comedian because I know I'm a lot of your comedy idols, but I now want to start being your fitness idol as well. I want, I, I think I want people to look up to me and go, that is what I want comedically, physically, and um, emotionally as well, because I'm a well-put-together boy. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, utilize the gym. So just, you know, if you see a log, go lift it. If you see a tire, go flip it. You don't need a gym to do all this shit. Oh, you see a rope? Good. Go pull it. Pull, have a tug-of-war with your mate. If you have a floor, that's the le- that's the thing. The level of entry to join the Luke Kidger School of Fitness, so easy. Do a push-up. Do a sit-up. Oh, but look, I can only do five. Great. Do five. Tomorrow, do six. Next day, do seven. Do two, z- two days on seven. Don't push it, okay? Then the day after that, do eight. We're building here as a community, and starting at rock bottom is what it's all about. And I've started at rock bottom. This is probably my lowest point. I've never had a dad bod before. And that is adulthood giving me a harsh slap in the beer gut. And yeah, you know, I there was a few nights where I enjoyed um, over 10 beers. Wait till I drop the Bachelor drinking episode. That didn't help my dad bod at all. Uh, bloody, we were drinking every time Rachel from The Bachelor was on screen. Every time fucking Pingu popped her head in. And... I'll be honest, it was a Rachel-heavy episode, and I got plastered. And the next day, did I go for a run? Absolutely not. I should have. The, the, these, this weekend, if I go out, you know, have a, have a couple of skewies, you know what I'm doing the next next day? Doing a couple of burpees from my chest and also the exercise. So there's no excuse, really. That, that That's what I'm trying to say, because everyone's got the big old world, unless you're an astronaut, 
listening to this, or if you're listening to this in a submarine, that's the only people who really have an excuse because you're both in a confined space, um, and that that's hard. Or if you're listening to this in prison right now, no excuse. The prison is your gym, okay? Try and escape. That'll get you running. There's really no excuse. Everyone uh, has a reason to get fit, and I guess I've found mine. Online bullying was my reason. It doesn't have to be your reason. You could just make a personal choice. For me, it was a bunch of 14-year-olds ripping me about my shit rig, and that that kicks you into gear. People say body shaming doesn't work. <laughs> it does, and it, it message received, and... I've changed that about myself, and I've decided to start a positive movement. Now, it's not just me. Oh, by the way, second question was, um, how do I sign up? <coughs> Easy. Great question. Pretty much the, 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 the first question, pretty much the answer to the first question. Get out there. Get amongst the world. And uh, boycott gyms. The only place we're not working out in the Luke Kidgel School of Fitness is the gym. Why? Why not the gym, Luke? Why so anti-gym? Firstly, 10 bucks a week minimum, right? I, I don't have that kind of cash, and I, I'm a comedian, okay? So, and I, but yet, I also need to have a tremendous rig. Why? Because I'm a hottie, and that's what, like, us hotties have to do. <laughs> no, the reason is fuck gyms. I, I've, I've, have, I've, like, obviously, I used to work at a golf club, which had a gym for a while, and... I've done like a session there. I just never like it. I don't want to work out with sweaty people. I don't want to wipe the thing afterwards. I don't want to... There's too many mirrors and it's like there's TVs happening. You gotta listen to your own tunes. Like, dude, when I'm down in my garage laying out my own session being my own PT, I pump my tunes. I get my ultimate pump bops playing. Fat Bottom Girls is blasting through the room. You can't do that at a gym. There's other people there, and you, oh, I don't want to get judged. You know, I was always skinny, so I'm like, there's these beefy motherfuckers, just like Arnold Schwarzenegger, just like, ah, they look like the Terminator. They look like one of the like the the lesser known Expendables guys. You're like, I don't know who that is, but he's buff as shit, so he belongs there. I can't compete with that kind of guy. Go out in the world, man. There's a bunch of regular folk. You're out amongst the rabbits, but the 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 birds. There's fresh air. Nothing like working out on a spring day, I tell you that much. It is liberating. So, I think, I mean, most people who go to the gym would probably, uh, can't argue with that. Uh, yeah, oh, and, and here's another thing with Lewis as well. He's he's very team gym. He's, he's, a, he's a gym junkie, despite the fact that he looks like an actual junkie. And he's, um... Yeah, he, he's, like, he, he's fit. And I'll, I'll, don't get me wrong, Lewis was looking tidy in that picture we took in our underwear he was looking fit and what's he getting fit for he's you know by the way like the man can't run we've all seen Lewis run all right there's he's gonna that's the thing yes these gym people maybe look good on Instagram right and they don't get body shame but they're all gonna drop dead when they're 70 because they have no aerobic capacity they're gonna have a heart attack because they've never bloody jogged more than 50 meters in their life it's like half of them, like Lewis, can't even catch a ball. So there's real-world skills that the gym doesn't teach. But if you go out there, join a local sporting team, get amongst the real world, you are going to see benefits in all facets of your life. It's going to improve, improve you, you mentally. Because, fuck, who likes working out inside under artificial light? No one likes that, bro. It's called the sun. 
it's anyway i could go on about this for hours the point is we've we've really i i i didn't mean to I didn't mean for this to, to become a revolution. It simply has become one. It's a movement. And I guess if you're not on board by this point, and if you're already not out there getting it done, then I can't help you. Um, because I've laid out all my reasoning, and boy, oh boy, I'm sure it's hard to argue with. So, yeah. Uh, but before we end this this discussion, I, I did want to um, just give a shout-out to uh, a few people who... Uh, join the Luke Kidgel School of Fitness and are out there in the big wide world getting it done. Um, these are just a few uh, I've got recently. Obviously, there's been a lot of people participating in this new world. I- I'm not sure how we're going to all meet each other. I think maybe there's going to have to be some kind of fun run, the Luke Kidgel School of Fitness um, fun run. Who knows? But like, it either way, we're, we're going to get it done for sure. Like, it doesn't matter what's happening. The movement is only beginning. Um, and by the way, yeah, so, so this is what I was trying to say, but I always lose my train of thought. I just get so focused on trying to influence, uh, and and inspire a generation. I forget my point. Yeah. So originally it started as the world is my gym. And I was like, the world's my gym. And, And that was just a personal movement for me. And I didn't think people would be on board for that. I was like, this was, this never started out, um, as a movement. It was really just me trying to, trying to lose my big heap of gut that was sitting below my titties. And ever since then, the hashtag is now the world is our gym, I think, because it's we're all sharing this big wide world and we can all utilize it together. So really, it was an accidental movement, but goddamn, I'm happy to be uh, the head coach, if you will. And um, it's great to have so many students enrolled in my school of fitness. So um, yeah. Well done. Uh, this this one this message came in from student Mason on Instagram. He said the Luke Kidgel School of Fitness inspired me to shred my dad bod that's been growing on this skinny nerd. Hey man, I feel ya. And I went for a pretty intense jog on the world, a full one mile, dude. What a start. That is a good base fitness. That's almost fifteen hundred goddamn meters. Thanks to or is it sixteen hundred? Don't know. Thanks to the Luke Kidgel School of Fitness, I'm going to shred this dad bod without ever setting foot in a gym because that's for baiters. You tell them, Mason. <whistles> yeet, yeet. The Luke Kidgel School of Fitness is 200% alpha. He spelt alpha wrong, but that's fine. That's all for my sound off. Good on you, Mason. Keep sounding off. Go out there. Hit the world. Here's another one. Um... So I just started using the world as the gym. This one came in from Ewan, um, and I've noticed a massive difference. No longer do we need to be intimidated by those big gym guys. That's what I'm talking about, Ewan. We can now show off to all the grandmas. Hell, I can crush rocks just by looking at him. God damn, <laughs> he's inspired. I mean, fuck, teach me your ways, man. I've just been going for runs, but if you're crushing rocks just by looking at him. Dude, the world's paying off. That's sick. Look, here's the thing. There's there's bloody heaps of them, but the point is, guys, there's just there's just so much. By the way, so many people on Instagram are like, are like really messaging me like heaps of weird shit about fitness. This guy from Mexico the other day was like, "Hey man, uh, just ran eight kilometers. My time was thirty two seconds and thirty four. Like he just said he no, it was thirty two minutes and thirty four seconds or whatever. And he's like." People are just sending me their updates. And by the way, I don't hate it. 
keep them coming in. Send me your progress. As head coach, I want to see what all my students are up to. Keep me in the loop. Keep tagging it on Instagram. Spread it to your friends. And let's, let's, this thing, like we've started a little movement, I would guess. I want to make the Luke Kidgel School of Fitness into a fucking revolution at this point. I want to see dads out there. I want to see your grandma getting out in the world. I want to see your goldfish doing laps of the fucking bowl, man. I want to, I want every person in your life to be positively affected by... But I, I don't want to see any dad bods walking around, okay? Unless you're at the gym and you're not working hard enough. You know, oh, instead of doing that rowing machine, go out there, join a fucking row club. Okay, a rowing club, whatever you call it. Okay, J- start canoeing, start kayaking. All right, get it done. You'll get bloody Popeye arms in no time. Um, or Luke arms, it depends what you want to call it. It's b- both the same thing. So yeah, guys, I guess that's probably enough about the fitness movement. Um, well, it's, there's never really enough, is it? I could inspire a generation for hours. But um, I guess at this point, let's just do less talk, more walk. And let's all go out there get it done today so uh i guess that's it for the uh the luke kidgel school of fitness for this app keep sending me your progress keep tagging it up the video stopped hang on up 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 uh what was i saying oh yeah keep tagging me on instagram and just keep spreading the love um all positivity unless you run or walk past a gym then feel free to walk into the foyer and laugh at every single person filing through that joint what fucking morons um when they've just they've literally come in from the actual gym which is the world. <laughs> Dickheads. Um, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on. <laughs> the ultimate pump-up song countdown slash tournament. Da-da-da-da. I don't want to get copyrighted. So I'm just doing that. We, we need to talk about this. Last, uh, last week, or during the week, I should say, was the big showdown between the uh, between two ultimate pump up songs, Fat Bottom Girls, my personal favorite and ultimate pump up song in my opinion, and the Rocky theme song were playing off together. And uh, oh, where's my phone? Um, oh, there it is. I'm very, very pleased to announce that um, I guess similar similar to the thing. This is starting to come a bit of a revolution. Fat Bottom Gals got the job done. Woohoo! This is the sound of victory. That's what that is. We came up uh, 69% to 31% on Instagram, 63% to 27% on. Um, is that the right maths? Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, 27% on. Um, or 33. Oh, I'm a dickhead. What was it? I can't do math. It was 63% to 37%. What on Luke, you dickhead. Um, should have... I don't need a brain, man, now that I'm a hunk of meat. Now that I'm a bloody slice of pie that everyone wants a piece of. You make the rock and roll go round. My favorite bit. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. So, Fat Bottom Girls uh, continues through to the next round of the Ultimate Pop-Up Song song Championships. And, um, I guess, it's only going to get more interesting from here. This is where uh, the real players, I guess this is where the the actual competition begins, you know. So, I've, I've got my little whiteboard here. I've got it all mapped out. 
Um, there is four more rounds of semi-finals to go before we hit the two prelims and then obviously the big grand final. Playing off on uh, either side of the draw is uh, the next round is Thunderstruck versus Eye of the Tiger. Now, Thunderstruck had a fairly convincing win over Sandstorm early. Um, Eye of the Tiger bumped out Joker and the Thief. So, therefore, um, Thunderstruck and Eye of the Tiger, honestly, because they both had quite convincing wins, will be interesting to see. Uh, I think this is where the where it's going to really come down to the wire, these polls. I reckon there might be one where there's only a few few votes in between. Uh, the next match we'll have in the semifinals is Holding Out for a Hero First, lose yourself. Now, that is the Shrek 2 version, uh, which is the ultimate pump version of that song. Uh, the scene, obviously, where human Shrek and Big Gingy are invading the the, uh, the castle, uh, the castle, depending on how you say it. And lo uh, lose yourself by Eminem. It's obviously going to be a powerhouse and definitely one to look out for in this comp. Uh, then we move across to the other other side of the draw, which is the Pokemon theme song versus Fat Bottom Girls. Now, that'll be wild. Will childhood nostalgia um, be, be too much for Fat Bottom Girls, for Queen, or will uh, Fat Bottom Girls proceed through to the prelims? I guess we'll we'll have to see. And then we got You Give Love a Bad Name. I can't speak. I like that I'm always surprised at how poorly I am at pronouncing things, but I am never good at it. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever been good at it, but I'm still like, golly gosh, Luke. Um, you Give Love a Bad Name versus Stronger by Kanye West. This week, we are going to start off, well, I guess, with the first head-to-head, -head, which is Thunderstruck versus Eye of the Tiger. So that poll will be up during the week. As always, you can vote on YouTube in the community tab, uh, my channel, Instagram, the Memoirs of a White Guy Instagram. If you don't follow that, get on it. And, um... Of course, the Memoirs of a White Guy Facebook group as well. So make sure you're amongst it. Every vote counts. Be sure to uh, place your opinion. And because at the end of this, there's only going to be one ultimate pump-up song. Now, I didn't want to say this one early because I didn't want to make any big calls. And I'm also pretty worried about Lose Yourself um, being the victor. But I think... I just don't want to make this call. I would love... Here's the thing. I'm not going to make the call, but I would love next year to walk out to... So so whatever whatever song wins this competition, I would love to make that my walkout song for my show next year. All right? Because I want to build hype. I want the show to start off on maximum levels of energy. Uh, by that time, I'll be like so lean and chiseled like my body... By then, that not only will people be wowed with my general physique by 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 my next tour, but um, it'll just be a a world of emotions as you're listening to an ultimate pump track, whilst like I guess this, um, this slice of candy graces your presence. <laughs> The point is, I think I want to choose the winner of this competition as my walkout song for next year. So, I guess it's out of my hands now. Boy, oh boy, you all know which song I want to win. But it's pretty much out of my hands because not everyone who votes on YouTube does listen to this podcast. So, um, I guess we will truly see what people think the ultimate pump song is. So, uh, Thunderstruck versus Eye of the Tiger this week. I'm not sure which one I'll be voting for. Um, 
I think I know in my head, but I'm not going to say because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to lead the witness there. But you know, it does rhyme with um, Kunda Kuck. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, what's next on the podcast? Okay, I guess I'll just talk about this. Whatever. Ken, it's not you guys. That's the thing. I know it's not the people listening to this fucking podcast. It's all the people who just watch my other shit. <sighs> can can people? I, I'm not. I'm not going to be mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm like. I'm like your parents when, when you do something kind of annoying, and they're like, "Look, I'm not angry. I'm just. I'm little. I'm just disappointed in you." And I, and I thought you were better than that. That's what I'm feeling at the moment. Can people stop complaining about free content? All right. I'm just a boy. Doing my best out here. I, I've I spent like 25 hours on a Bachelor video. Then the first fucking comment on it. Guaranteed every time. Why wasn't this out on Sunday? Oh, Luke, you're like six episodes behind. If you want to follow a relevant YouTuber, go follow fucking Logan Paul. But if you want a guy who's out here doing his best and not filming dead bodies, hey, I'm your guy. Alright? Um... I, I'm doing my best, and hey, it's free. And if you're a part of the Patreon, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll yeah, I'll give... You know, the people who are part of the Patreon are bloody sweethearts, and they would never comment something like that. But they're the only ones who, who really... Who could, and who, who I'd allow it, because they are paying for it. And I guess... Um, you know, but 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 I'm out here doing my best. So that, that's all I wanted to say. Um, and and it's it's been a... Hectos month, and I, I talked about it a bit last week of hiring on a new editor, and it's super cool, and heaps of new people have joined the Patreon since then, so uh, really appreciate that, means the world, um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like I, t- I talked to someone during the week, so I went to Perth, um, and I was bloody killing it over there, by the way, ran, ran 18 kilometers in two days, man, ran to the top of Kings Park from East Perth, if you're from there, and then I also ran around like this big old loop between like Crown, the Optus Stadium, over this new bridge. Dude, it was, I was working hard. I felt like Rocky in the training scene, you know, except I wasn't in trackies and also wasn't in Philadelphia. Um, Perth's so nice. I'm team Perth now. I think in the past I've shat on Perth before. Fuck that. Perth's beautiful. I, I think Perth's my favorite city in Australia. And people from Melbourne are like, oh, you don't mean that. Hey, man, drink your coffee and shut the fuck up. I live here too. It's okay. It's great. Melbourne's great, but it's no Perth. It's just, look, there isn't a lot to do there. And yes, if you want to go to Woolies after 6 p.m., they're not going to help you because it's going to be closed. But so, so there's a few downfalls of Perth. Instead of the city that never sleeps, it's the city that only sleeps. But the fact of the matter is, guys, I like sleep. And Perth's Great for that. If you want to go there and just chill out. So I went and did the comedy lounge last week. And uh, shout out to all the people who came. Um, Shout out to Band on Luke and Lewis. But not Band on this podcast. I'll shout out to my heart's content. So yeah. uh, Shout out to those people who came to watch me at the comedy lounge. It was cool to hang out with you guys. I uh, got to hang out with a few people after the show. Because I had more time um, to do that in between shows and stuff, so it was really cool to, to meet the people listening to this podcast, and I've met most of them before, because they've come to shows, so it's always good to, uh, catch up, and, and, and there was a few tambourine tour shirts in the crowd, and couple, and I was cool seeing my merch at, like, a comedy club where it wasn't my show, that's the coolest shit in the world, and, um, it, it, I really never thought at the start of this that I would even be able to do a gig in Perth, so that, it's, it's very cool, um, 
so yeah, that that was fun. I had a few great days. I was working on my show there, but yeah, during the day, I was just chilling out, and it was awesome. Like yeah, I was editing and we organizing stuff for the release of my comedy special and stuff. But it was like way. I feel like when I'm at home, and it's like everyone when you're at home, there's a million things you can be doing at any given time. Like it's and it's so hard because I work from home as well. It's so hard for me to uh, separate. And this is why I guess I got unfit. It's so hard to separate um, work life from even home life. Life Like, I try not to work in my bed anymore. I try and keep my bed just for sleeping and fucking, you know? That's what your bed should be used for. Sleeping and getting the business done. So, I've tried I've tried to work out in the kitchen. I've been working outside when the day is nice. Because I just want to, like, separate it in my mind of, like, I'm working now. And now it's chill out. Because I work from home, God, it gets difficult. So, yeah, when I went to Perth, I just was, like, riding. Like, I'd I'd wake up. I'd sit out on the balcony um, of the hotel. And I would just ride. And it was amazing. And I haven't done that. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I haven't. I don't think I've done that properly in over a year. Like, I've just been go, go, go. And what's the next thing? Radio, podcast, video, quick, pump it out. Oh, I'm behind. Blah, blah, blah. Stay relevant. Blah, blah, blah. And... You realize like a year goes by and you're just like, holy shit. Uh, like, I, don't, I, I feel like I, I haven't even written comedy in ages. Like, yes, I wrote my show last year, but most of that show was written on stage or written in my notes because I was gigging so much that I, I was fortunate enough to be able to come up with bits as I went. And I some of that show I, I'd never written down before. And that's not like me. I usually write down all my jokes word for word, or at least that's what I'd done in the past. The tambourine tour was a lot less structured and like the show just kind of formed throughout the tour, um, which I guess I guess kind of made it different and it made me looser every night. And I think it was definitely for the better, but I would love to get back to that original like joke writing thing because I felt like, um, you know, you can just, I don't know, I just like, that was, that was the, like, for example, the, the end story uh, in my comedy special Probably the favorite bit I've ever ever done on stage. It's one of my favorite stories. It's uh, true, right? So when, when wait wait till my comedy festival comes out, you'll be like, every, everyone always asks me, "Is it true? Is it true?" Yes, it's true. Just go watch the comedy special when it comes out. It's fucking. It's such a good story, right? It's my favorite bit I've ever done, but I never wrote it down like word for word. I I, I just told it one day on stage because my brother was like, "Dude, you need to t- tell this story on stage," because I. I did the Geelong show on the way home, and he's like, "Yeah, it's a great show," but he's like, "It needs like a like a bit at the end, like a fucking die, you know. You need to end it." I was like, "I know, I just don't know what." And I started telling everyone in the car who came up to Geelong with me for my show this tour. I was like, "Yeah, so this happened," and then I was telling them the story, and they were fucking pissing themselves, and they were going, "No way, is this is this true?" And I was like, "Yes." And then they were like, "You need to do this on stage." So then the next show, I I did it on stage, and it just slayed. Like I'd never. Never even thought of doing it. So, um, I'm anyway, the point is that, uh, I, I do want to get back to that original writing as well as doing uh, a skill that I developed this year in my show, which was just, you know, backing yourself with a story and taking it to the stage. Um, so that was cool. But yeah, man, Perth's sick. I fucking love Perth. It's just so far away. Like, you go there and you always get two hours into the flight, you're like, this isn't worth it. And I don't know how people live in Perth. Because, like, I know I know how they live. They they breathe, and, and I get that. They eat, and they consume water. I get that. But how do they, like, deal with being so isolated? Like, it's four hours 
to anywhere. It's closer to Bali than it is to Melbourne. Like, it's so expensive to get everywhere. And that's the only thing that sucks about Perth. It's such a beautiful city. And then you go there and you're like, but I'm so, I am don't, I can't leave unless I spend $400 to get home. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like going to Perth, but yeah, it's just, just, just bring it a little closer, everyone. Uh, that'd be great. But yeah, I wanted to go with you guys because I was talking to people at Perth and they were like, oh, you often say that like, because I think people always ask me like, oh, when's the next Bachelor video? And they go, oh, I'm not being rude. I just, I love them and I can't wait. But obviously it takes you a while to edit. And they go like, so if you're only doing like one Bachelor video a week, what else do you do? Right, I always get I get this question all the time, and I I think I talk about all the stuff I do on the podcast uh, sometimes, but I don't actually um, I'm I'm not actually like 100% clear. I'm always like, yeah, I'm doing podcasting, I'm doing this and that, and and I I guess I I half-ass tell you guys what I'm up to. Uh, so I thought since people keep asking me in person and after shows and like they're like so like what other shit outside of YouTube and stand up do you do? Um, so this is literally my October. I've got my diary here. This is where I write all the shit that I'm doing in, um, because it's important to organize your life when you have zero routine. That's another problem with what I do. So hard to get routine, man. That's why I got, that's why I become a chub lord because it's just like so difficult. So it's hard to eat healthy when you're going out late doing shows. I have more kebabs than I reckon most people do per year. I'll be honest. I reckon I have 80 kebabs a year. That's disgusting. That's too many kebabs, you know? And I, I think I had two in Perth. I was only there for three days. <laughs> but I was at least I was running during the day. Um, okay, so this is my October, right? Uh, so the first day of October, Luke and Lewis. So we do Luke and Lewis two days a week. It takes a whole day. We're turning around clips, planning the episode. We've got other stuff working on. Lewis and I are working on other projects together. So Monday uh, and Tuesday, right? is Luke and Lewis. Boom. We, we that That's immediately those days. And by the way, full days. We get home at like 10 p.m. We leave the house at 10 a.m. All right, or sometimes earlier. So it's full 14-hour days. So boom, boom. So there's two-sevenths of the week gone is Luke and Lewis. Um, but we love doing that podcast, and it's uh, so far going great, and we really believe in what we're doing there. So that's what it is. So Wednesday, usually the day I try and do this podcast. Um, sometimes I have another thing on, try and film something. Uh, then October 3rd, so we're three days into October right now. I've got my premiere screening for my comedy special. Then I've got a wedding on the 4th. I've got Meg's B-Day on the Sunday. I've got another thing on the Saturday night there. So this is why people are like, but how come he never uploads? There's currently what? So therefore, then my day, then my weeks go down to, all right, there's one day a week that week that I'm free and then I can edit for a full day. Now, bear in mind, these videos take 20 hours to edit and I'm not making any excuses, by the way. I'm just literally trying to um, be more uh, transparent with you guys about what I get up to because um, people seem to always ask me. The next week and uh, by the way, October, I'm not home already for, I'm only home for one weekend and that weekend is Meg's birthday and premiere screening and wedding. The next weekend I am going to the Gold Coast uh, for four days. I have another wedding. I'm also working when I'm there. Uh, Lewis and I are going to announce a thing soon, but I've got to do a lot of work when I'm there while on a, like, I guess a family holiday. I have to keep doing shit, otherwise I fall behind, which sucks. Um, I've already got three three podcasts locked in for when I'm on the Gold Coast on a holiday and another thing as well, which you'll, will be announced in the next week or so. 
Um, I've got, so they'll come back there Monday. So now we're already halfway through fucking October and I can already see this being a bitch to get out of Bachelor video. Fuck. Then I've got Luke and Lewis, uh, more shit. Then the next weekend, um, I have, the, I'm going to, it's penciled in. Um, hopefully it doesn't fall through. Uh, but I've, I'm going to a music festival to do like a influencer type thing. Like I've, I'm making videos for a company. Um, so yeah, that's one weekend. And then the next weekend, so that's two weekends in a row. I'm in Gold Coast. So literally I come home from Gold Coast on the Monday and they go back on the fucking Friday. All right, and then I'm there for the weekend. Then the next weekend, I'm going to Cairns for a, like a music festival thing. Um, and then that's the 27th of the month. So I'm away probably for 10 days this month. Uh, sorry, next month. And the month hasn't even started. Not to mention all the shit that randomly pops up week by week. So I guess that... Um, I hope that answers... I, I'm not trying to make excuses as well. Like I'm just, uh, I'm literally doing my best. I edit till 1am and stuff, all these, ba- all the bachelor videos and stuff. And I am going to finish this series cause I fucking love doing it. And it's so funny and I'm glad you guys like it cause it's super fun to do. So, um, yeah, I guess that's what few people have been asking me. So I thought now I won't get asked it anymore if you've heard this. Um, so I guess that's my month in October that's coming up, which will be pretty busy. And I'm excited for it. It's, 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 that's the thing, I'm not complaining, by the way. And I'm not trying to be like, my life's fucking harder than yours. It's probably not. Like, it's doesn't... I, I get to... My life is so much fun, man. I'm being paid to go to a fucking two music festivals two week two weekends in a row. My life's sick. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying there's there are legitimate reasons as to why perhaps it is harder to upload, um, you know, when I'm trying to do a million other things, but I'm literally living out my childhood dream and my current dream. So thank you guys. It's it's fucking amazing. It's super cool. So, um, yeah, I'm not making excuses. That's all I wanted to say. Um, but I'm, I'm out there doing my best for you guys. So yeah, let's talk about the bachelor finale. Let's do it. We have to address it. Um, oh, Matt, Oh, oh, Maddie, Maddie, Matt Cake. Uh, so, bit of backstory. Um, by the way, spoiler alert from here on in. If you don't want to know, time to tune out. Because I'm going to talk about The Bachelor, and then we'll wrap this shit up. So, uh, thanks for listening, if you if that's you and you don't want it spoiled for you. But if you don't care, then bloody strap in. Now, I'll be honest, it wasn't that exciting. Um, so, Matt by the end of the series, had Chelsea and Abby left. Now, Abby, I haven't watched, by the way, a lot of the season because I'm still up to where we're up to online. I, I've only watched up to episode eight, but I've been half-assed following it on social media and bits and pieces that I've seen. And, um, yeah, Abby, quite unlikable. Uh, she's a horny motherfucker. She t- always talks about sex. She literally, that woman, cannot stop talking about her sex drive. It's like, we get it, you're wet. All right, get a towel. Fucking move on. It's just like like every little chance she, she has to make some kind of weird sexual reference, she took it in the finale. They were hopping on a helicopter together. Cheers to Gavin from set design for that one. And she's like, "Oh my god, this is my first ever helicopter. You're going to take my you're going to take my helicopter virginity or my chopper virginity or something like that." And Matt's like, "Ha ha." 
she just makes everything sexual. I think she wants to be a sexologist, she told him. What even is a sexologist? Do they just, like, watch people fuck in a microscope? What do you... What, will you write a thesis on roots, do you? What is a sexologist? Oh, I'm going to help people with their sex life. What do you say? Oh, uh, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Welcome, I'm your sexologist. Please sit down. And they're, like, really nervous. And she goes, so, you guys are having trouble with your sexual intercourse? And they're like, yes, yes, we are. That's why we, that's why we came to you. Great. Um, so, do you, um, I guess, do you have any advice for us? Uh, Miss Sexologist. And Abby's just sitting there like, yep, get jiggy with it. S- sorry, what? That's it. Get jiggy with it. Do you have a cock? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. It's quite big. Oh, and do you have a vagina? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. It's quite tight. Put your big cock in her tight puss. Boom, I'm a sexologist. $200, please. Is that what a job is? <laughs> Is her job teaching the birds and the bees? I'm going to look it up, man. I'm going to duck, duck, go this shit. Where's my phone? Keep dropping. Oh, the last thing I've looked up is, do snails have sex? Oh, wait, I know I'm getting off track, but I need to read out this email I got. (laughs) Oh, no, it was a message on Instagram. So last week, I talked about, obviously, if snails have sex or not, because I think I I saw two snails uh, on top of each other, and I was trying to work out if uh, one snail was wearing one snail's a hat or if they were doing it, if they were getting jiggy or getting slimy. Um, and turns out, I think I just saw two snails giving each other a piggyback because the way they fuck wasn't what I was seeing. So uh, anyway, I did this. I reckon I talked about, about it for about 16 minutes in the last episode. I received this message a few days later last week uh, from a guy saying... Uh, I try to avoid messaging creators, etc. I keep my thoughts to myself, but your uh, snail story to start your podcast today has caused me much grief. I had to explain to my boss, followed by the HR department, why I was listening to someone read snail porn while I was working. (laughs) So I listened to podcasts in my office while I was at work because I'm a train controller and I work 12-hour shifts and need to pass time. Turns out my phone hooked up to the Bluetooth speaker system, and I... Oh, it turns out my phone was hooked up to the Bluetooth speaker system, and I didn't realize. Love the bit. 10 out of 10 would offend the whole office again. <laughs> Dude, me talking about snails fucking made some guy go into a HR meeting. Imagine that meeting. Just like, how do you explain that? (laughs) Oh, man, let me know if anyone else was listening to that at work and had to explain that to their boss. God damn. Like, um, so, yeah, uh, let's just use the way I'm, like, his name wasn't Graham, but let's just say, um, hey, Graham, um, could you come in, have a word? And he comes in and he's nervous, kind of like the sexologist. And, um, we just are, we're hearing through the Bluetooth speakers, um, a lot about snail sex and snails getting slimy. And I think the word, oh, wow, that's a snail penis, was used a few times. Um, could you care to explain that? It's just this is a workplace and we're trying to be professional. Graham's just sitting there like, oh, sometimes I'll listen to this like podcast where uh, it's a guy named Luke. And you don't really know what he's going to talk about at the start of the episode. But 
this particular episode, he just talked about snail roots for ages. It was pretty sick, eh? Um, and then what does the boss say after that? Like, you can't, that's the thing, you can't get mad. Because I was, yes, it got quite erotic, but I was literally reading a National Geographic article. I mean, so if you want to get mad at me, get mad at, you know, the world. Like, don't, I'm not the one who made snails fuck. Get mad at the all being, or if you believe in God, get mad at that, right? Get mad at evolution, not not me for bringing it up. So I'm sorry. I can't believe a, a boss. Like, why, like, dude, if I was a boss and I had an employee uh, talking about snail sex, I'd just be like, oh, that's a, how do they have sex? Would love to know. And I'd just be like, link me the podcast because that sounds so interesting. Cause, and also, this Luke, God, it's, he's got a great body. That, that Luke Kidwell guy. That's what I'd say as the boss. So, whatever. Each to their own. That's not how I'd run a business, but I'm sorry that I got you put in a HR meeting, man. Um, that's so funny, dude. That, that message made me so happy. Uh, <laughs> oh man. I hope, I hope I've been putting people in HR meetings all around the country. That's great. Yeah. Back to the bachelor. What was I saying? Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, oh, that's right. I was looking at what is a sexologist? Um, what is a sexologist on DuckDuckGo, the superior search engine? Uh, what, oh, it's a sex therapist. What is a clinical sexologist? That's what I want to know. I'm a trained professional with almost 25 years of experience. Does that mean you've just been fucking for 25 years? Specializing in sexual relationship issues. Yeah, but I offer sex counseling. What even is that? Uh, I have advanced training in psychology, blah, blah, blah. Get to... So, okay, so a sexologist helps clients to identify where they are and where they want to be when they finish their work. Well, they want to be in someone else or have someone else in them. That's where they want to be. Otherwise, they wouldn't be seeing you. Helping clients to identify the factors that allow them to feel safe uh, and those that prevent them from meeting their sexual goals. So they what? Get the dictionary definition and explain consent. What? What is wrong with... Like, maybe I'm in the wrong... Uh, am I weird to think that it is absolutely so pointless to see a sexologist? Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know. If anyone else has ever seen a sexologist before, I, I don't think we'll get any, but I'd honestly love to know. You can keep yourself anonymous. I would love to know why you went and what you got out of it. Like, do you come out just like pumping like a champ? Or like, if you're a girl, do you come out just like, do you just know how to, how to like, take it like a champ? Like, what, what do they teach you? Um, many marriages end, therefore, because of unresolved sexual differences and difficulties. Man, just talk about your partner. Just be like, oh, can I play with that? And she's gonna be like, yes or no. And then if you, she says yes, she's like, sweet, and you. What, oh, I, do, I don't get why there's like such a, why some people have such a lack of communication that they need to see a counselor to be like oh I don't know if like I can like come there or not like I didn't want to ask her it's like dude just I I, th- I think I think sexual communication is key you know but I should be a sexologist you know I you you come into my office you sit down you got sweaty hands and I'm like that I just say what I said before man I just sit down and I'm like Will Smith said it, dude. Get jiggy with it. Okay? That's that's what my whole sex 
sex life is based around. Um, is it Will Smith? Did he have that song, Get Jiggy With It? I think so. It's definitely a Will Smith song. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm not going crazy. Oh, good on you, YouTube. Playing an ad that can't be skipped for the iPhone. Oh, here's $2,000 for a phone that's slightly different to our last one. Sick. Glad I copped that. Yeah, this is me in the bedroom, dude. Haha, <laughs> that's me. I walk in, Meg's laying down, I'm like, haha. <laughs> Wasn't it funny that Will Smith was like, I'm a rapper now, and everyone was like, oh, alright, we like you. This is me in the bedroom. Where's the chorus, dude? Oh, this is me. Uh-huh. If you're like, hey, Luke. If, you, if I was a sexologist, I would just p play this in the waiting room and everyone would just walk out and be like, ah, oh. Just get jiggy with it, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Will Smith fucks. For sure, dude. He gets jiggy. And then also, another good bit of uh, Will Smith, like, like thing. so that's how you get it going. That's how you initiate uh, sexy time. But um, this is how you, this is how you do it. Once you've been doing, you know, missionary for a bit, you got to switch it up. Will Smith is literally like my my sexual icon. That's what you got to do, man. You got to switch, flip her around, dude. Flip her over. Let her flip you. You know. It's so fucked that, like, Will Smith's sexual advice is probably better than most sexologists. Like, just get jiggy with it, and once you're sick of getting jiggy with it in the one way, turn it over and switch, turn around now, hit it. And that's it. That's You're welcome, guys. Now, there might be a few virgins, virgins listening to this podcast, and uh, that's it. You know, this weekend, probably lose it. And uh, let me know if you do. Because all you got to do is just get jiggy with it. Obviously, uh, you know, consent is key. And, um, you know, sex is a beautiful thing. Anyway, what were we talking about? The Bachelor. Oh, cool. Yeah, right. I talked about The Bachelor for two minutes. And then I started bloody playing. How do only this podcast <laughs> is wide enough to turn a discussion about The Bachelor into listening to multiple Will Smith rap songs? Dude, it's so good. Turn it over and hit it. Imagine being Jaden Smith and just like hearing your dad sing about like flipping a girl around and fucking her and it's probably like your mum. You'd be like, like if my dad had a song just about like turn it over and hit it, I'd be like, dad, dude, don't put that shit out publicly, okay? Kids at school, like I listen, listen to that. That It'd just be so weird having your dad as a rapper. I wonder what my kids are going to think. Like, when they see all, like, my comedy bits online, like, that have just been there for years at this point, they're just gonna be, like, see me talking about, like, just weird shit, and I don't know, I don't know, who knows what they're gonna think, they're probably just gonna think it's dorky by then, um, I'll be like, oh, I was cool, I was something, I'm like, no, get out there and give me 50 push-ups, you little shit, that's what, that's gonna be me as a dad, um, <laughs> alright, let's talk about The Bachelor, because the podcast has been on for fucking ages, um, <laughs> so yeah, 
Abby and Chelsea were left. Now, obviously, most of the population was Team Chelsea, of course. Uh, Chelsea was where it was at, really. They were more compatible. She wasn't a bitch. And Abby sucked. And let's all not forget that Abby... Abby's first impression, he was like, oh, I'm an astrophysicist. And she said, oh, I'm a Gemini. And that girl made it to the top two? Bro, I thought she was going to go out, like, maybe top ten. I was like, they'll keep in her for entertainment. I was not expecting her at the very start to be still in it by the end. That I think that shocked everyone. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, I, I didn't watch the whole episode of the finale last night. I just watched... Uh, I would say the second half while I was eating, I missed the first bit about where all the, the girls were getting grilled. I was half watching it because I was cooking dinner like a bloody domestic goddess, and and I, I'm glad that uh, that um, Matt's Matt's friend, that girl, that blonde girl, she just bloody ripped Abby a new asshole. From what I saw, she absolutely shredded her. It was like it was like that conversation how I how I treat the world. She just, like, got absolutely shredded, like me. And I felt bad for Abby, I'll be honest. I was like, god damn, poor girl. And she's 23? She's 23. I'm 23. She doesn't look anything like me. She looks old as fuck. Dude, Abby, you need to moisturize. Like, she looks she looks great, but she's not 23. She looks 26, at least. I was so shocked at the start when I found out she was 23. Um, so, yeah. She, so, pretty much in the end, uh, the producers pulled a bloody cheeky on us, a bloody shifty buggers. I was, I was sweating for a bit, so, if you're an old Bachelor fan, you've been, you've been watching that show for years, everyone knows that, uh, so the final scene always, uh, is the Bachelor standing at a quite a a picturesque setting, whether it's in Thailand, this one was in South Africa, and they really... They really, like, get those scenic shots. They get up a drone, and it's all very theatrical. And The Bachelor does his voiceover. He's like, you know, I've made my decision, and it feels right in my heart, and blah, blah, blah. I've listened to my heart, not my brain, and but really I'm listening to my dick uh, because I've had blue balls for three months. And he, he gives this whole big monologue, and then the very end, two cars pull up, right? And uh, so, 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 the, so the girls pull up separately, and everyone knows that the first girl to get out of that limo or car, whatever it is, is the girl that's going to be let down first and lose. Now, the producers know that we all know this, so this year, they had us going. The first car rolls in, a foot comes out, and the whole of Australia is thinking, not Chelsea, not, if Chelsea stands out of this car, I will boycott this show forever, okay, if Matt picks Chelsea, he's going to be more hated than the Honey Badger last year, no, sorry, if Matt picks Abby, He's going to be more hated. Everyone wanted Chelsea to win. It pans up slowly. It's a girl. Right, that's fine. They're all girls. That's not surprising. Blonde hair. All blonde hair. Then it pans up. It's Chelsea's face. She comes out behind the car door. I lost my shit. Okay. I reacted to it quite poorly. All right, I'll throw in my Instagram reaction right now. This is how I reacted to it live on television. It's going to go to an ad, isn't it? Oh, no. Nah. What the fuck? I was not impressed. Um, but quickly realized, hang on, stress less. I think the producers uh, have duped us. They've absolutely, they've got me good and I feel gullible. And they've done it differently this year just to get us going. 
Then Abby pulls up. They both go speak to Osha. Um, Abby was a dumbass. Should have just left with Osha at that point. He's the real prize anyway. He's much better than Matt. More attractive, more chiseled jawline, and better personality, and also better career prospects. Osha's killing it at the moment. And anyway, so that, that's what I would do if I was Abby. I wouldn't be even bothering to go speak to Matt. <laughs> Man, you're going to be a bachelor in paradise <laughs> next year, right? She may as well start packing her bags for the beach. He lets Abby down on national TV. Love seeing a, a live on national TV dumping, by the way. There's nothing nothing funnier than... Um, and I know this is cruel, but she was, didn't seem like a great person. Um, so, so you can laugh. Bloody hell. Nothing better than seeing just a heartbreak, is there? I, I know that's cold, and but oh boy. She hasn't taken it well, guys. Who would have thought being dumped on national TV... Hits pretty hard. <laughs> you could just... I wanted her to slap him. I was like, fucking... I'd beat him up if I were you. It was cold. It was brutal. It was chilly. You know? It was like... It was like when the Dementors come uh, in in Harry Potter and everything just goes icy. And that was it. It was her face just dropped. He's like, you know, I've just... And, and the way he says it, he was like, I've my heart is with someone else. Just say it's with Chelsea, bro. She knows who you're talking about. Unless he's like, my heart is with someone else. Then Chelsea came up and he's like, I'm sorry, my heart is with someone else. Then Osha just slowly creeps into camera. Osha, will you accept this ring that Gavin gave me 20 minutes prior to shooting this scene? And Osha's like, girls, you have not received a rose. Please take some time to say goodbye. And then please quickly escort yourself out of here so Matt and I can get jiggy with it. That's that would have been a better ending. Okay, so that's producers. If you're listening, maybe next year plot twist, the Batch and Osha go ham, and you film it too, and you air that shit. That's what we all want to see. Um, or you, or it's just like a ten play exclusive, you know, with Osha and Osha and Matt just going, going, you know, switching it, turn it over and hit it, you know, turn it around now. Eh, eh. They're using like the roses to, as a as a little. Okay, you guys get it. <laughs> What's this episode become? I need to wrap this shit up. I've been gone for ages. The point is, Chelsea won. We were all happy. Uh, he let Abby down. It was brutal. And did anyone else notice that ad? Anyone else who was watching it live? There was an ad they kept playing through the finale. I think it was a 1-3 Cabs ad. About, uh, ad ugh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about my body. Uh, a 1-3 Cabs ad they were playing where one of the ladies in the ad looked like Abby. And it was just throwing me off the whole app. It looked like Abby in five years. And they just kept on playing this ad throughout the thing. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. I don't know if anyone else had that thought, but I did. Um, and yeah, then the show just ends abruptly. I don't like how abruptly you've like watched this whole journey where, you know, Matt and Chelsea have fallen in love or whatever. And then they just kiss for a little. It cuts to like a shot of a giraffe because they were in Africa. And then kind of just ends. Then it just cuts to the Warner Brothers logo and you're, you're like, huh, another year wasted watching this shit. <laughs> and then you just continue on with your life. That's how I feel at the end of every batch uh, season. The only season I enjoyed the ending of was last year. <laughs> it was sick, dude. He just at the end was like, I'm not really into these chicks. And then I was like, oh, damn. That's some, that's some, t- that's some TV. So, you know, maybe that's why I want another twist ending. 
I would love to see Gavin from set design be thanked, maybe a wall of honor. Um, but anyway, that's what annoyed me as well, man. Uh, you know, he's, he, Matt was so uncomfortable cause he doesn't know how to flirt or talk to girls. He was like to Chelsea who he was trying to tell her that he loves her. He was like, Oh, you know, sir, really nervous. He goes, and, um, yeah, and that person is you in my life. And she goes, oh, I thought you were dumping me. That's how fucking shit he is at talking to girls. He was trying to tell her that he loves her. And she was like, oh, I thought you were breaking out with me. You suck at this, bro. So, yeah. And then he pulls out this little ring, right? Um, not his asshole. It was like a ring that Gavin, although that would have been sick, though, if he just got out his both rings. Um so he pulls out this ring and he goes, I've actually just got this so we can remember our time here together. And I was like, one, one time, thank Gavin, dude. Gavin from Ring Design is killing it right now. He's built this entire set. He's given you a fucking helicopter date. The least you could do at this point is go, yeah, so Gavin gave me this ring and he wanted me to give it to you. So now I'm just going to... But now, once again, Matt claimed credit for this ring that he didn't organize. Someone just fucking handed it to him. And she's like, oh, my God, you're so nice. And I was like, thank Gav. Full credit to Gav. Anyway, so that pissed me off. So, yeah, pretty much I was just like, it was very predictable, you know. You've just got to look at sports bets. Uh, Chelsea was paying $1.15. Abby was paying 5 bucks. They know who's going to win. You can't afford to lose that amount of money, so pretty much whoever's the favourite on sports bet usually wins, unless Channel 10 have paid them off to keep it a secret, so yeah, pretty pre- predictable ending, that was the batch finale, I bloody loved it, um, it was, no, look, it was alright, uh, I kind of just watch it with a level of, like, taking the piss now, I just, I just can't stop laughing at it, it's just the funniest show, man, me, my brother, and his girlfriend were watching it together, and she had to leave the room, because we were just like talking so much and just ruining it for her because she loves it. She's like one of those people who she wants to hear every fucking word that Matt says. She's like, no, shh. And I'm like, it's not real. You don't know these people. It's a TV show. And she's like, no, I like it. <laughs> so she fucking left to the other TV. And um, then it left my brother and I just sitting there, um, you know, yelling at the TV. It was great. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a long one today. But uh, thank you very much for listening if you're still around. And bloody get out there. Get it done. And join the Luke Kidgel School of Fitness today. The world is our gym. Make it yours. And bloody no excuses. That's what this week is all about, guys. No excuses. All right. Have a great week. Also, the tickets to my um, comedy special screening are on sale now. So get it amongst it get it done it's uh almost sold out i think oh i think we we've added more seats actually it was almost sold out and now we've moved to the bigger room because you guys sold it out so quick so thank you very much but we have moved uh to a bigger room so now more of you can come to the premiere screening because we didn't know how many people would come and then it turns out i almost sold it out in like three days which is sick so thank you guys uh for that if you're in melbourne i'd love to see you there it's going to be the widest fucking party of all time but it's not a white party i'm not allowed to say that it's just going to be a basic party all right and we're celebrating my culture because my special is called The Whitest Boy That Ever Lives. So dress up in your most basic kit. And I'll see you there, Melbourne. Other than that, I'll see you guys next week. See ya!